Coming up on this episode of Target USA. When we look at the threat reporting emanating from ISIL and from other HVEs from around the country, we know that there is a constant, persistent threat to the district. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Very graphic situation. San Bernardino. Upwards of 14 people that are dead. We are now investigating these horrific acts as an act of terrorism. Paris. An attack on all of humanity. The Islamic State. I'm back, Obama. They I'm want Obama. you to imagine them in the shadows as something greater than they are. Hostile nation states. They can't inflict mortal damage to the United States. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. This is Target USA. America in the crosshairs. Whether it's anarchists, cyber criminals, nation states, or terrorists, America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. I'm J.J. Green, previously on Target USA. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has killed a number of top military and cabinet leaders, including his own uncle. And given the kind of instability that that creates, the U.S. government is worried. This is of great concern, because who has the finger on the uh, of the button here? Who's going to make that decision if they should ever would ever use something like that? And now, on this program, regardless of whether it's North Korea, Russia, a terror group, or cyber criminals, the U.S. is a target, and the most sought-after city of all is Washington, D.C., The Washington field office of the FBI has been busy. Our mission is to protect the national capital region from terrorist attacks and catch terrorists. Carl Gaddis, special agent in charge of counterterrorism. Whether you're navigating the streets of Washington, the roadways, maintain control of your personal belongings, the skies, the waterways, or cyberspace anywhere in the national capital region. It's never been more apparent than now that terrorism is a huge concern. When we look at the threat reporting emanating from ISIL and from other HVEs from around the country, we know that there is a constant, persistent threat to the district. We know that. Joshua School, assistant director in charge of intelligence at the FBI. When we interviewed him, he was special agent in charge of intelligence at the Washington field office. He pointed out the intelligence is clear. Washington is a definite target. It's the seat of power, and it would give a terrorist organization no greater benefit than to attack the seat of power of the United States, which which calls for a large, robust intelligence apparatus to combat the threats that we are facing on any given day, whether from uh, nation-state actors. As you know, we have over 100 embassies in in, uh, in the Washington, D.C. area, uh, terrorist threats, uh, which we have a uh, many, many threats that uh, mention Washington, D.C. Criminal threats, everything from public corruption to white-collar crime to uh, neighborhood-based gangs and, in some regards, national-based uh, uh, gangs such as MS-13. He mentioned the 100-plus embassies located here. For the most part, they all get along. But when they don't, it can go very, very badly. This is Georgetown, a trendy, busy, expensive, and for the most part, safe neighborhood. 
But in late 2011, an international incident of enormous proportion was averted when the FBI shut down an alleged plot to murder the Saudi ambassador to the U.S. FBI director at the time, Robert Mueller, said the ambassador would not have been the only victim. And though it reads like the pages of a Hollywood script, the impact would have been very real and many lives would have been lost. Although authorities have never acknowledged it, the assassination was supposed to take place at lunchtime at a very popular restaurant. That restaurant was believed to be this one, Cafe Milano, here in the heart of Georgetown. A part of the plan, which was backed by the Iranian government, was to blow up the Saudi and Israeli embassies. The principal suspect pled guilty and is now locked up, serving 25 years in a federal prison. But the bad blood between the Saudi and Iranian governments is still a big concern. When you look at the potential proxy war ongoing in Yemen between the Houthis and the Saudis and that and the civil war that's ensuing, that has provided some freedom of AQAP, uh, Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, to operate, which, as you know, has they have conducted attacks inside the United States successfully three different times. And with the rise of the Islamic State, the threat to Washington has increased exponentially. Have you seen a significant change in the threat stream to the nation's capital since the Islamic State rose up? It has certainly changed, but the reason it has changed is because their prolific use of social media. So it is a much more constant message. That threat reporting that we see, D.C. is repeatedly mentioned as someplace that they would like to see an attack. And coming up in our next episode, 38,000 people have joined up with the Islamic State. And for the nation's top counterterrorism official... We're particularly concerned about the subset of that 38,000, um, probably in the approximately 7,000 range of people who come from Western countries because of the greater ease with which they might be able to travel to, uh, to Western countries and even uh, potentially to the United States. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. Target USA.